Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, and welcome back to the Cyber Law Revolution podcast. As always, thrilled to have you back. Uh, keep the questions, comments, calls coming, 410-832-2002, or email me at spollock, that's S-P-O-L-L-O-C-K, at WTPlaw.com. Um, very excited today. We've got a great guest. We've got Patrick Costello, who's the co-founder and principal of Evolve. Um, to talk about a lot of cool topics. Patrick, thanks for being on the show. No problem. Thanks for having me, Spencer. Uh, wonderful. Well, let's just dive right into it because I think, you know, you and your brother have a really cool backstory in terms of creating, although I will say, I, I don't think I could ever work with my brother. And my brother's one of my best friends, but we would kill each other. Yeah. Uh, so, can you kind of just walk me through how you guys decided to, you know, launch Evolve? Totally. So we started off because insurance was really in our blood between my brother and I. Uh, frankly, I can even remember growing up, my dad, who was a retail insurance broker, saying phrases like, no one has endurance like the man who sells insurance. And I <laughs> I think insurance might have been one of the first words that I was taught how to spell, honestly. That's uh, awesome. Which is a little bit embarrassing, maybe, but uh, to give you a little context on our family history. Um, my great grandfather was an insurance broker. So we are fourth generation into the insurance world. And so we kind of had some insight just growing up into what our dad did on a day-to-day -day basis. And my brother and I both attended <clears throat> Loyola Marymount University. And I, I honestly didn't know much about how the industry worked or you know, who held leverage or value within the insurance distribution chain or what even roles were available. But I knew that if I got my PNC license, I could begin working for my dad and just begin to make money during summer at college. Uh, and I also knew we, we were pretty ahead of the curve in terms of getting those licenses just because, you know, most people wouldn't get that until they were actually in their career. And yeah. So that's where my brother and I really started off in the insurance world was uh, helping our dad set up meetings with um, prospects that he could go out and sell insurance to. And then I graduated from LMU and I, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I didn't have a job lined up. I uh, had an a internship with a marketing firm and I really didn't like it primarily because of the commute that I had to make in L.A. from Marina del Rey to Pasadena. So I ended up moving back home uh, and my parents were like, you have, to, you have to have a job if you're working here. I ended up working at Sports Authority. Um, so a college graduate working at Sports Authority and, you know, my really what I was doing outside of Sports Authority was just applying for jobs because all I wanted to do is live in San Francisco. And so I went to my dad. I was like, is there anyone, you know, in San Francisco that would give me a job? And so I literally just networked with his contact list and. It was, a, it was a tough time. I graduated in 2012. It was not easy for me to get a job. And so no, I was, was so thankful. Sorry, what was that? Worst time to graduate in terms of the job market, I feel like. Yeah, it was, it was shocking. Um, but it definitely showed me not to take work for granted. And it, it, it made me really appreciate the offer that ACE gave me in San Francisco because it allowed me to move into the city. And that's really all I wanted to do is I wanted to get out of my parents' place. I wanted to live in the city. 
I thought it was awesome being in San Francisco and it put me, um, into a training program with ACE, which I thought was great where I ended up learning lots of different lines. Uh, I specifically focused on professional liability, which had some correlations with cyber. I got my CPCU there. And then, um, I got to learn what it was like to work with a very, very large company. And meanwhile, my brother was out of college. He had immediately got a job with a wholesale brokerage in London called Safe Online. And Safe Online specialized in tech and cyber. So my brother and I worked at these firms for two to three years, and we both kind of had the same feeling of, you know, we're we're we feel like we're being a little bit complacent here. We're frustrated that we don't have control of our own destinies. I think both of us were really sales guys at heart. And at my big company, I felt like being promoted was a lot of luck. I didn't have a lot of role models. And um, I think just doing day-to-day underwriting, I, I just felt like I felt like I had a little bit more potential. And, and my brother was kind of feeling the same way, but he was kind of at a small company in London. And so long story short, um, I got to give my brother credit with a spark for coming up with different ideas for what we could do to start a business. Um, but initially we thought it could be a wholesale brokerage and, uh, you know, we pitched that idea to lots of people within the industry that were mentors and, um, we got a lot of great feedback and that feedback really helped us come to the conclusion that starting an MGA with expertise in an emerging line like cyber and partnerships with some of the best of the best in the industry would allow us to create a product and a company that would add tremendous value to retail insurance brokers, AKA our dad across the U S. So that was in 2015 when we started and we've looked to grow and scale the company ever since. So that's kind of the origin story there for you, Spencer. That's awesome. Look, anybody that is going to take the risk, right. To jump out like that. I, I give a lot of respect to, and I think how you all got there is really cool as well. And you definitely, went into the right line of business in terms of cyber insurance. Um, talk to me about what an MGA is and does, just because, you know, I get a lot of questions from listeners, clients or whatnot, just asking what an MGA's role in is in all of this. Sure. MGA stands for managing general agent. So Evolve is an MGA because we are doing the underwriting responsibility that exists in the insurance distribution chain. But the key difference between us and most other markets that a broker would go to is we are not paying the claims. We are backed by providers that will pay the claims. And in our case, Lloyd's of London sits behind our policy and there's about 15 syndicates uh, of whom will pay the claims when there's a claim that needs to be paid. But the key with the MGA, and I think the biggest risk for being an MGA is making sure you're underwriting effectively. Because if you are underwriting irresponsibly, you have the potential to lose those capacity providers, right? So this is different from where I was at when I was at ACE, which was purchased by Chubb, because they are a large domestic carrier. They're carrying the risk themselves. MGAs do not carry the risk. They have the pen so to speak, to write the risk hmm. that another party is carrying. So you'll have different MGAs that work with different distribution uh, routes. So sometimes they'll work with 
wholesalers, they'll work with retailers, and they might even go direct. And we have some competitors in the space that, that will do all three. Uh, in our case, we're working specifically with retail insurance brokers across the country. Right, that, that's very cool, you know, and I think that gives a really good explanation. And I feel like you're going to see a lot that you as MGA will see a lot of different angles of what's happening, which kind of leads to that next question. What are you kind of seeing in terms of trends right now in the cyber insurance market? And what do you kind of see moving forward with that in 2022? We are in a hard market right now when it comes to cyber insurance. What I mean by that is there has been a lot of players in the space that have underwritten cyber risk relatively irresponsibly or maybe ignorantly or you know at the end of the day there's there's not a ton of information about the risk compared to other lines and so what we're seeing is um, an influx of claims specifically ransomware claims and wire transfer fraud claims which are different from the majority of claims that the initial folks in the cyber world saw which were based around data breaches large data breaches you think of target home depot um you know equifax a lot of those uh big mm -hmm. name data breaches were what was specifically covered in early cyber policies but the policies have moved to a first party product that picks up a lot of cyber crime and cyber crime is rampant ransomware is rampant wire transfer fraud is rampant and what we're seeing is a lot of folks that are now in the space are taking on lots and lots of claims. They're losing capacity. Uh, they're pulling out of the cyber market and rates are going up dramatically as well. So uh, it's a really, really interesting, exciting marketplace to be in. And it really makes uh, the folks like us really put our money where our mouth is when it comes to underwriting. So we're super confident based on what we've done in the last six years and, and how we're what we've been planning for, we knew the market was going to get hard at some point and we knew it was completely underpriced. And so we had to deal with, you know, folks that were undercutting us a lot, but we knew we had quality coverage and we were banking on all the systems that we set up to underwrite efficiency, effectively and profitably to sustain the business. So yeah. that's kind of a, a little bit of insight into where we're at in the market today. 2022, though, I think we're going to see a lot more folks get hit hard by cyber claims. And we're going to see um, certain insurers pull out, lose interest in cyber. We're going to see some of our competitors lose their capacity, which we've already seen um, multiple times in 2021. And, you know, I, I, I'm enjoying it because it's where, you know, the rubber meets the road and everybody's true colors are come out. And as opposed to just hearing about large valuations and um, people getting tons of funding for their you know, their insure tech cyber insurance platform, um, you know, you're going to have the people that are doing it correctly stay in that market and continue to provide value to the folks that uh, every business needs cyber insurance. And so there's going to be strong demand in 2022 for cyber insurance for companies of all size and in all industry demographics. Yeah, I, I agree. I feel like uh, what's it called? The we're going to separate the wheat from the chaff. I have no clue if that's the right saying. I think it is though. Uh, <laughs> I couldn't we're, we're going to see who has the good business plans right in place, which I think is good for the. I think it's healthy for the market um, because you know you're right. These attacks are just not going to stop right now. Um, now, in terms of how companies get attractive, right? Because 
as you said, a couple of years ago, it was like four questions on an application, like name, address, email, and how much money do you want, right? So, how, and now it's very intensive. How do companies get more attractive to get these policies to protect them in the cyber world? You get more attractive by implementing as many applicable cybersecurity measures, protocols, and services that you can implement into the the day-to-day workings of your business. I think what we see a lot of is just general ignorance, ignorance around cybersecurity in general, ignorance around cyber exposure. A lot of people still think that they can't get get hacked, which is just absolutely not true. The more and more your business and your personal life is connected to the internet, the more potential you have to get hacked. And it's, it's very scary, the ramifications of a hacking attack. And so implementing things like multi-factor authentication, having backups, making sure your employees are trained and continuously trained on how to deal with phishing attacks, what to click on, what not to click on. A lot of times employees are are the biggest target. Um, Doing data mapping and figuring out, you know, what data is going where, who needs to see it, why, where it lives, and um, doing planning around what happens if we don't have access to it or what happens if someone steals it uh, and doing those roundtable exercises to really plan. And beyond that, doing everything you can to optimize your cyber hygiene. So um, anyways, I think it's it's really ed- taking the time as an executive team to educate yourself on the risks that you face and working a lot of times with your managed service provider or IT team um, or even your uh, cyber insurance provider to implement a lot of this cyber risk management um, to make sure that you know you're making yourself the the putting yourself in the best situation in case that hacking attack comes your way. Prepare, prepare, prepare. I mean, yeah, that's I feel like the biggest theme. You know, the only way to be proactive or to be really take the steps to just defend yourself, you got to be proactive um, in this market or just in this environment right now. Yeah. Last question. So I know Evolve has a great playlist and I know I requested (laughs) this like five months ago. Have you put Coolio on your playlist? Oh man. You know what? I am pulling up our website right now. Oh God. Uh, This is a, this is a big turning point right now. You know, hold on one sec. We're about to find out kind of, you know, how much this friendship or whatnot is going to go here. <laughs> you know, I don't mean to pass the buck here, but my I'll brother not. is the manager of this playlist. All right. So All right. I would if, blame my brother, too. It's a good move. <laughs> if you're going to uh, influence anybody to update this playlist, he is on top of it left and right. Um, and I know he checks in regularly with... Uh, people it's an enormous playlist by the way no i know no you don't you don't have to check right now you you can get back to me on it but i mean (laughs) a lot of great information today you know i i I think you give a lot of great insight and we really appreciate it and thanks so much for uh coming on the show spencer no problem man happy to do it um i'm glad that we connected and if there's any of your listeners that want to learn more about cyber insurance or evolve 
um, feel free to let me know and hit us up. It's all we do. Wonderful. And, uh, you know, to the listeners, thanks again for coming. Um, Have a great morning, great afternoon, or great evening.